Impact Hustlers, the podcast on entrepreneurs and changemakers that are creating solutions to the world's biggest problems. Impact Hustlers is brought to you by Fast Forward 2030 and Real Changers. Visit fastforward.com to learn how to include the global goals into your business model and realchangers.com to find talent and careers with impact. And this is your host, Maiko Shafrat. In today's episode, I talk to Kike Onivinde, founder and CEO of BYP Network, an online platform that's often been called the LinkedIn for black young professionals. About 30,000 people are using the network to receive mentorship, develop their careers and collaborate with each other. BYP Network hosts a yearly recruitment fair targeted at helping black young professionals access job opportunities and helping employers to recruit from a diverse talent pool. Kika herself was just recently named one of Europe's Forbes 30 Under 30, and it's great to have you on the show today. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Very excited. Thank you very much. Let's talk about it all, how, how it all started. When you first started out with BOYP Network, where were you? What were you doing? And why did you see a need for like a social, professional social network for um, Black Young for Professionals? Yeah, sure. So it really came about from my experiences growing up so I grew up in East London um, I was an international athlete so I did javelin for Great Britain um, and received a full scholarship to the University of Florida um, and that was to do my master's um, but during my kind of journey uh, I saw a lot of discrepancies so I for example um, you know very academic so all A stars and A's at GCSEs and A levels which was quite seen as quite different from where I grew up um, and I gained a lot of opportunities. So I worked um, and interned at investment banks, some of the top ones, but I'd be kind of the only black woman or black person in the room or in the internship. And it kind of felt like, did I have to be a, you know, international athlete with stellar grades, you know, from, you know, a disadvantaged background to be in the room? Like, what is the standard for the community? Um, and whilst I was in America, I had, you know, this great opportunity to meet other um, black students and professionals who I felt like I wouldn't have known existed if I didn't have this scholarship opportunity. Um, so when I came back in about 2016, um, it was a moment where I just really wanted us to find each other. So all the black um, professionals who exist, because the news only shows negative news about our community. So whether it's knife crime or we're seeing police brutality or just kind of no representation in the workforce i felt like this was a great opportunity to actually bring us together so that we can be found by each other and by corporations and just to help each other develop and really make a difference in our community and to ultimately change the black narrative to from what it currently is perceived as which is quite negative to the truth which is actually very positive with people doing amazing things mm -hmm. and, and how did you start did you start hosting events or did you go straight away in uh, developing the platform that you have today yeah. Great question. So, so how I started was, um, so I was just in my room um, and I, I knew I wanted it to be an app or platform because I wanted it to be a global um, platform. I wanted it to be rescalable and to hit millions of people was the mindset. And I knew that technology was the solution for that. But as you can imagine, I didn't have any kind of links to the tech world or know even where to start or how to build an app. Um, so what I did was I started hosting events. So we just hosted different networking events with 100 plus people and they kind of always sold out instantly and with the money that I made from those events I was able to pay someone to help create the app and um, that was always the MVP kind of 
just to get the idea out there versus the real platform I truly desired. Um, but off the back of doing that, I got um, seen as a Sky Woman Technology Scholar. So they gave us £25,000. And then I won a few pitch competitions. So one was the New Entrepreneurs Foundation and the other one was called F Factor and it was held at the Founders Forum. Um, so we kind of won a ton of money that started the acceleration of me being able to leave the job that I was working at um, and focus full time on BYP Network. And since then, we raised a pre-seed round of £150,000. Um, we've grown our network to, like you mentioned, 30000 made a lot of impact and won quite a lot of awards as well. And the whole mindset is just that we are here to change that narrative and we're just getting started. So for so much great things to be happening um, and we haven't even like done half of what we intend to, it's really exciting for the, for the team. Mm. Mm. Um, I think it's great that you talk about your, your full time now, you, you raised some funding for this. And I think very often when I talk to some people, um, initiatives like yours are perceived as a nice charitable thing. Um, but it mm. seems like you're actually onto something as a business right so like yeah. talk us through that a bit um like yeah, what's the business model behind this like how do you think about this like what do your investors believe in when they invest in you yeah 100 percent. so i like to say like we're kind of everywhere at the moment but what we're really doing is creating one platform so like we said the black linkedin but it's more bringing the different niche networks together so there's a lot of black networks that exist so it might be black women in tech or black men in architecture or even just um london knitting club like there's so many niche mm. networks and we're like if we put them all on one platform so that people can just find it easily and get the need the help they need tailored to that kind of subsection or community they're interested in that will be so much more collaborative and make even more impact than it just being us you know working on everything and um, so that's actually what we're building and that's kind of what we raised investment for so that will be launched this year um we're planning on like a june launch and um, but in the meantime our business model has been the fact that we have a job board for example so we've had posts from kind of top companies, so like Airbnb, uh, Ministry of Defense, etc. And they basically just post on our job board and our network can apply for jobs. So, you know, a lot of companies say they can't find the talent. So if you kind of read um, articles about companies that haven't improved diversity and inclusion, even if they have said they've set themselves targets, it, they just say, oh, it just doesn't exist. The talent doesn't exist. But as I know, it does exist and they maybe are not being seen by, by our community or not trying hard enough. So the job board is one of the revenue streams where we actually have annual partnerships with corporations and smaller companies can just pay to post like one job or 10 jobs, however much mm. they want to. And um, obviously we have our events. So we have an annual conference now. So last year it was a recruitment fair, but this year it's more of a leadership conference. So we're very excited about that. We're bringing together the senior leaders um, in industries to come together with these kind of younger leaders so that we can be inspired and we can see the talent that exists and we can see our role models. That's part of my problem growing up and many people's problem is we didn't see our role models outside of athletics, um, well, sports or music. That's all you saw is what success looked like. But the reality is actually there are successful black professionals in all these industries. They might be the only one, they might be one of a few, but they need to be visible so that we can aspire for, you know, higher positions. But if you get into an organization and you don't see anyone that looks like you and you don't see anyone in high positions, it's very hard to imagine that you can be that person. You have to literally be that trailblazer or have that confidence that you can do that regardless of the obstacles. But when you have representation, it makes a big difference. So 
this conference is all about bringing that kind of community together to really make that impact. Um, and that will be sponsored by big corporations as well. Um, so really it's our job board, our conference, and our app also has kind of, um, if you want to go premium, um, you can pay like five pounds a month so you can see who's kind of wants to connect with you on the platform. Um, so that's really kind of what our investors believe in. And, and we're quite excited in terms of the mindset is, all companies around the world should be able to tap into our network and our talent pool. So we have a lot of growing to do. <laughs> mm, amazing. Uh, I, I hear a lot of, uh, especially with corporates that actually are trying to hire more diverse uh, talent. Mm. I think I hear a lot of comments like, oh, but we don't get enough applications from yeah, from exactly. you know, um, yeah. from the right people. So I, I guess that's a really good way to for, for companies to reach out to those people. Yeah, and you know, some people say stuff like, oh, we believe the best person should get the job. And I completely agree by that. But if not everybody's seeing it and the best people in, you know, the black community or Asian community aren't seeing the job role, how do you know you've got the best person? Absolutely. So that's kind of what I like to highlight to them. Absolutely. What do you think are still the biggest challenges for black young professionals in terms of what doors are still relatively closed or what kind of opportunities are really still very hard to access what do you see as the biggest problem nowadays though yeah there's so many like um one of the things i said even when i started the company is that the pipeline looks bleak the whole pipeline looks bleak so whether it's when you're in school and you're getting you know expelled or seen as aggressive or um teachers telling you that maybe you shouldn't apply to a top university go for the lower ones you know so a lot of confidence um, knocking happens. Like um, I was at Warwick University over the weekend just to speak to the students and a lot of them just didn't have that confidence that they need because of so many knockbacks or so many people telling them that they can't be uh, more than their environment. And it's such a problem and it takes people really having to battle with themselves or gain that kind of confidence from seeing other people like themselves or just, just you know, being online and learning from each other. To, to even battle that and why confidence is so important is that if you you might have all the accolades but if you don't believe in yourself how do you convince someone else to kind of believe you're credible or you know take a chance on you and give you a job or give you funding for a company so I think that actually all the knockbacks has that big impact on confidence and that's the biggest challenge that we've got and um, just letting them understand that actually the world really is your oyster you can have big dreams big ambition and you can achieve your goals But again, the world has given us so many statistics, like whether it's you're more likely to go to jail or you're less likely to earn as much as your white counterparts or you're less likely to get promoted in the world of work. Or even in entrepreneurship, they tell us all the time that not much funding goes to women or black women. So it's like you're up against statistics that are just consistently pushed in our faces and you have to have a level of confidence to overcome it. So I think across everything, that is our biggest challenge, just having that self-esteem that we can be whoever we want to be in this earth. Amazing. In terms of companies, so companies that are hiring, maybe I work with a lot of startups and obviously there are the challenges even more that, you know, like time is just very limited and, you know, like uh, speed is important. And like sometimes a lot mm. of these issues actually fall off the priorities, which is really actually bad. Um, so what do you recommend to uh, startups or b bigger corporations that, you know, try to become more diverse, but really kind of don't know how, well, what should they be thinking of? Yeah, no, definitely. So number one is if they have a job role or, you know, job opportunities, they need to get it out there. People need to see it. You know, if you're a company, I don't know, X.com and nobody knows about you because you're not Google, then how do you make people be aware of your company? 
it's about kind of posting on in these different networks, so whether it's BYP network or other like niche networks, Asian networks, etc., that exist, and being more active on social media and just targeting kind of the millennials. I think that's what's really, really key. And as we know, culture is so important. So if we can't see the culture that you have, um, maybe by your videos online or just testimonials from work and um, people that work there, then we're less likely to apply. That's something that we always think about. So, for example, I remember when I was choosing a university, I didn't want to go to kind of somewhere remote because I felt like there might not be anyone that looked like me there and I might have a tough time. It's the same thing with corporations. Like, no matter how, um, even if I'm all the talent you need and the, the pay is amazing, if I know that I'm not going to feel comfortable with that organization, I won't take that job. So culture is really, really important. And it's about letting us see that culture um, that you have. Um, also, we're very against lip service. You kind of know when a company is just saying the right things um, but not really doing it. And I think that's something that has always been the challenge over the last few years. People talking about how important diversity is but not actually acting upon it. Whereas now, you know, government is starting to put legislation um, behind it. So companies are now being more exposed. But it shouldn't have to take that for companies to really understand that they need to have a diverse workforce. Um, the business case has been proved um, why it's important, but even just from a normal human standpoint, it's good to employ people from different backgrounds. You know, the different knowledge that they bring to the table is something that not everyone who thinks the same would have. Um, so I really just say that companies need to go out there and push their job roles on different networks and different platforms and not just focus on referrals only. Um, because that is pattern matching and that is bringing the same people into your organization. Mm -hmm. So, so far, you basically um, have about 30,000 people in your network. Um, tell us some of the stories or maybe one of the stories that you can share. What is like a typical success story or what, what, what do people gain from being part oh, yeah. of BYP? Yeah, we've had so many, honestly. And I think it, every time I hear another one, it just touches me. I think one of the ones that really got to me was at our uh, our fair last year, there was these group of girls, and um, again, all kind of lack confidence, they were all at university at the time, and they met with kind of a senior leader that was there, and he decided to mentor the five of them, um, just because he could see that, you know, they, they had talent, but they, there's something more that needed to be drawn from them. And at the back of that, four out of five of them all got jobs within the areas that they wanted to you know, because he was able to kind of work with them on, um, you know, etiquette and what they need to do for interviews. And there's so many moments like that where people have connected with the right people in our network that helps them get to that next level. And even with the corporations as well, them saying things like, wow, there was so much talent, they were also pleasurable, and um, it was amazing to be in that kind of environment where you're able to see and speak to them directly. So it really is that connection standpoint. And, and my mindset was always the fact that Actually, if we just all come together and help each other, that's how change will be made. So if you can imagine a, a fair of 600 people who are all talking to each other, finding out more information and being able to say, oh, I know somebody who's done that or I can help you with that. That's where the impact is made. Um, so it has been from that in terms of our events, but also online as well. We've had tens of thousands of connections on our platform. And I meet people that are randomly like, oh my God, yeah, um, one of my close friends now, I met them on the platform. How amazing is that? Um, they got, they're working at this place and I actually wanted to get into and they referred me in. So there's so many powerful, you know, situations that can happen from this platform. And I just look forward to it growing and hearing more and more testimonials. Mm. 
uh, one thing is actually um, my my girlfriend is a is actually within your target group. She's a black young professional. She's a she's a doctor, and we had a bit of a discussion when I talked to her uh, through what you guys are doing and we discussed a bit about you know your focus on really kind of building this network of black young professionals and that being like a great idea but the the question that we had as well was that does this need to be become more part of the mainstream the, uh, is it an issue as well that it's kind of a separate network is that a question that you get a lot or and how, how would you respond to that yeah no amazing question so we always say that BYP network is here so that it doesn't have to be here in 10 years time mm. you know like the whole reason we're here is because actually you have to focus on a marginalized kind of subset of the society that need to find each other and develop with each other so that they can then be represented in the organizations mm. like through BYP network we're working with you know a lot of top companies that can tap into our network whereas if they keep saying we can't find the talent it doesn't exist that will just be the continuous view mm. when does that change it won't change unless something helps it to change And so we're saying that we're here so that you can actually tap into our network so that we can work with you and collaborate with, with different organizations to actually help them with their problems versus just a subset network where it's just for us, only about us. Um, and I think we've kind of proved that with how fast we've grown and how many awards we've won or the fact that we are backed by a lot of top companies. It just shows how inclusive we are. And I always say in terms of those kind of in our network, like, for example, our investors, they're all white. Um, and it's because they understand and they believe in BYP Network and understand how much difference we can make. Um, and if we think on a global scale, this kind of platform, the difference it can make, um, it, it, you know, it blows my mind what we can achieve. And again, I get it. It's like if we didn't have this network, then we shouldn't have, you know, African Caribbean societies at universities. We shouldn't have BAME networks in workplaces, but all, all LGBTQ plus, for example, um, networks, but all these small niche networks have to come about so that people can can actually tap into those networks mm. and understand what they're going through same as women networks you know yeah. so that, it, that, it's exactly it, the same absolutely uh, and that's what i thought as well i think the day that we don't need those networks specifically anymore for certain groups i think will be a great day but that's i think right. until then yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> That is right, exactly. Right. Let's hope that in 10 years' time, we don't have to exist. We're just like, guys, we, we, there's no point. Human, you know? human and that's network. What we want. Perfect. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, That'd be amazing. I totally see the point. I mean, I think it's a, it's a really interesting or it's a really valid, valid argument if you look at society today and a lot of kind of the old white boys clubs that mm -hmm. have, yeah. play a big role in it then obviously there is a role for, for networks like yours to kind of step up and be like, hey, we're here as well. And, you know, um, yeah. we're, we're not invisible and take that position as well. So that's that's great to see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to ask you a bit about your future vision. And the way I'd like to ask it is, what's the type of world you're trying to create? Okay, we quickly mentioned maybe a world where you're not even needed anymore, but how does the world look like in maybe 10 years, uh, the world where you've succeeded and that you helped create? How, how does it look like? Oh yeah, amazing. So for example, I always say like one of my pictures, I remember saying like, imagine growing up in a world where you're nine times more likely to go to jail than your white counterparts or all your idols are athletes and musicians because there's only 1% um, you know, black, black, footsie 100 CEOs. So 
that's the world we currently live in. But the world that we're trying to create is a world where actually we're not talking about, oh, black people are, are all in jail. You know, the, the stats show that, you know, nine, you know, what, you're nine times more likely to go to jail. No, that's not a stat or the stats that, oh, um, you're unlikely to get promoted in the workplace. No, that's not a stat. Um, or we grow up in disadvantaged backgrounds and we, we don't go to the top universities. It's basically to eradicate all these statistics because we've shown everyone that we do exist, that the talent is there. We've worked together, not just as a black community, but just as a nation to really ensure there's opportunities for everybody um, to excel and to grow. We're not reporting on the news um, crazy numbers in knife crime because actually all these young boys managed to find mentors in our platform you know, who are able to direct them mm. on the right path. We don't have to talk about, oh, um, we need we need quotas maybe in these organizations to make sure that people of color are represented. No, because people saw the talent and they got promoted fairly. Biases don't aren't there, they don't exist. Or there's a black man walking down the road in a hoodie and people aren't holding their bags because they're like, oh, a black man. Instead, they're like, oh, this guy must be an engineer. You know, mm. it's like a whole mm. change in a whole change in narrative where the negative stereotypes that are placed upon our community isn't there anymore. It's, it's, it's the opposite. In fact, if you see a black person apply to a role at your company, you're excited because you're like, wow, this person's going to bring so much um, great ideas to the company. You know, mm. that's kind of what the world will look like. Like I said, BYP now wouldn't need to exist because it's all changed. Um, and we've been able to create new businesses. There's more funding towards black businesses because we need those kind of those ideas and those business ideas to make a difference in those communities. It really just is a 360 where, again, our idols aren't just sports people or um, musicians. And I have to talk about that because I grew up as a sports person and I was very academic too, but my mindset was only on my sport because that's where I saw representation. You know, I didn't see it. You hear the stories and say, people say, oh, most successful people don't even have degrees. That's kind of what's pushed on us when that's not true. Mm. And it's kind of like these young people need to see, actually, I can be like um, that person that started that company or, or that CEO at that top company because that's normal. That is success for our community. Um, so, yeah, it is really a 360 on, on the way the world is right now um, and us just being able to really work together and collaborate um, to just offer opportunities and and change such a negative stereotype on us. That's amazing. I, I think it's still a long way to go, but it's already really inspiring to see what you're already doing today. And I wish you all the best on that journey. And thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. This was Impact Hustlers. Impact Hustlers is brought to you by Fast Forward 2030 and Real Changers. Visit fastforward.com to learn how to include the global goals into your business model and realchangers.com to find talent and careers with impact. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share the episode, leave us a review and consider becoming a supporter on buymeacoffee.com slash impact hustlers. This means a lot to me. Thank you very much for tuning in and see you next time. Bye.